This episode of Madcap was brought to you by Anchor.fm. Want to start a podcast about cheese or 1920s gangsters? Don't know where to start? Anchor is a great place to get started with your own podcast ideas. They make it super easy to record, create, and rearrange your audios as you like. And once you're done perfecting your show, they'll send it to as many different listening platforms as they can. Plus, it's totally free. Check out Anchor.fm and see what they can do to boost your podcast. What's up, everybody? What's up, my lovelies? What's up, listeners? What's up, goblins? What's up, nerds? What's up, my worldly weirdos? You know what time it is. It's time to Mad Gab. What's up, goblin clan sitting under the murder room in my house? It's everybody's favorite Friday special, Mad Gab, here on your favorite viewing platform. To break it down for you newbies, this show is cut up into tiny little bite-sized pieces of nerdy goodness for you to consume at your leisure. With that noted, let's get into it. Representation matters even in video games. Video games have been considered part of the man's world since the 1970s. Even as the industry has been evolving and continuing to be more inclusive towards women, it still continues to be a struggle for women of color to find good representation in their favorite medium. Did you know there's only about 14 playable black female characters in video games? Did you also know that there's over a million video games in existence today? Yeah, that kind of difference is incredibly staggering. Granted, there are some very interesting and well-written black and people of color NPCs in video games, but they've always been in the background of the story as a whole. Many of them, just like horror films, end up being offed for the sake of plot reasons for the protags. However, there have been some really excellent black female protagonists in the recent years of video games. Clementine, a young girl surviving the zombie apocalypse in the Walking Dead episodic video game series, is shown to make hard decisions and yet still have a heart for humanity and others during even the most brutal of times. Another great character who has actually been around for quite some time is Alex Vance from Half-Life 2 and more recent VR game Half-Life Alex. Alex is the brilliant daughter of scientist Dr. Eli Vance and is one of the most prominent members of the resistance against Black Mesa in the series. While these are some examples of well-written women of color characters, the representation is still pretty thin. Many people, especially women of color, are fighting to change this in the video game industry. We're not there just yet, but we are making good strides for right now. Everybody out there, representation matters, especially in video games. If you think a medium doesn't need representation or doesn't have representation of those said People, you know, people of color need representation in mass media just as much as anybody else, uh, especially people of color and women of color, because they are the ones who are in the minority and they should they deserve the spotlight. You know, they they work their butts off and they deserve the spotlight. And even in video games, like we need more representation in video games for everybody, not just white people, you know? We need we need a lot more representation in our video games for people of color and women of color, uh, especially women of color, because I feel like they get the flack on a lot of things. And we definitely need to be making strides to be more inclusive in every industry that we can be inclusive. You know, like we need to be inclusive in every industry, regardless of anything. So I'm going to not divulge too much or diverge too much from that. So. Uh, but yeah, we are making strides in the video game industry right now. Uh, there have been several more black protagonist female characters that are playable in recent years. And I think that is awesome to be seeing. 
Removing racist packaging from Trader Joe's. Yes, the big box attempting to be a little box store is making a huge effort in removing the racist packaging from their line of products. With the incredibly important Black Lives Matter movement still going strong in cities across America, it has sparked smaller, but just as important changes to happen on different fronts. One of the fronts that just happens to be the storefront, where several companies have gotten some flack for using racist, insensitive, and inappropriate packaging and advertisement for their foods. Among some of the other big food companies, Trader Joe's has had their own brand of food and products that they sell in their stores. Some of those products had some pretty insensitive names that went along with them, such as Trader Jose's, Trader Ming's, and Arabian Joe's, just to name a few major ones in their stores. However, a recent petition created by Brian's Bedell on Change.org has been gaining a lot of traction as it calls for the removal of these products from the big chain store. According to the New York Post editor Noah Manskar, quote, The California-based grocery chain said it's working to phase out stereotypical names it has attached to foreign foods, unquote. While this action may not be as radical and moving as the protests calling for the justice of all the black lives lost to police brutality, it's still a victory in the books of equality. It's still a step forward in the right direction, and hopefully this will spark other companies to change their tunes on their packaging and advertisements in the future. You can read more about the story on NewYorkPost.com and CBSNews.com. Again, equality. We need equality. This is the biggest thing that's going on right now. Black Lives Matter movements are still going strong across America, and the fact that such a big-name store is doing its part to try and remove racist packaging from their stores, you know, Trader Joe's is a very big name, uh, it is very moving to see that this is going on. It's still a win. It might not be the biggest win in the book, but it is still a step forward. It is still a change. And we need to take stride in the little victories just as much as we can in the big victories. So it is good to see that, you know, big name companies like Trader Joe's are making the effort to try and be more inclusive, be, e be equal to their fellow man. And it is it's wonderful to see. And again, we need to take stride in the little victories just as much as we do in the big victories. Xbox Series X and what to expect. Over the last weekend, Microsoft revealed their newest in the line of gaming consoles, the Xbox Series X, with a whole slew of new games and fan favorites coming to the console when released. There are some familiar titles on the docket for the new console, such as Halo Infinite and Fable, but that's not what I want to talk about today. Today I want to give some light to some of the more overlooked and obscure games that will be new, fresh, and creative, as well as one fan favorite of mine that I've been anticipating for a few years now. One of the titles I am absolutely jazzed to be talking about today is Psychonauts 2. Back in the glorious year of 2015, Double Fine Studios was able to meet their goals on crowdfund and got right into the production of a sequel of the grand and most bizarre platformer, Psychonauts. To recap the first game in the series, Psychonauts follows the story of Raz, a boy who ran away from the circus to a summer camp for psychic kids to pursue a life of espionage and adventure. Along the way, he learns how to use his powers and save the kids of the camp from the clutches of an evil mastermind. The new game still follows Raz, but now he's part of the Psychonauts organization, a group of psychic spies who have dedicated their lives to fighting mental crime. Still upholding its odd and unique style and storyline, Psychonauts 2 looks to be an excellent and well-deserved sequel to a cult classic. Another game that piqued my interest was a little title called Everwild. 
While there is no current game footage of this, the cinematic trailer was absolutely stunning. It features a story involving four magic users called Eternal, whose lives revolve around nature and the flow of the world around them. With a great narration of nature and life of gorgeous visuals of a whole new world and characters and animals to enjoy, the cinematic trailer is dazzling and worth the watch. While not much is known about the game at this time, it is safe to say that Everwild is definitely going to be something that you should keep your eye out for in the future release of the Xbox X console. There are a few other titles coming out on the new generation of Xbox consoles, such as DLC for Outer Worlds, Destiny 2, and a new Forza racing game, but the next generation looks promising for some new content creators and indie game makers. There's a whole list of these games out there, guys. Check out Psychonauts 2. This one has been in the making since 2015, and Double Fine Studios has made some really good gems, uh, like the original Psychonauts. They also worked on uh, the heavy metal series, uh, the heavy metal game featuring Jack Black. They have done some great, great stuff. Please go check out their work. They are super fun and super weird. They they're just that kind of niche humor, I guess I would call it. Uh, but they are definitely super funny, super bizarre, and their platformers are really, really good. And Everwild, like I said, is definitely one of those. It it gives me the vibes of Fable, but it doesn't give me the same vibes, I would say. It's definitely more, you know, nature magic and um, kind of looking into the world around you. And the graphics of the cinematic trailer are gorgeous. I'm expecting it to be very similar to the actual gameplay footage when they start releasing that in the future. So check out those two games if you can and check out some of the more, um, you know, check out your favorite lineups as well. of the day. We're getting ready to close out the show here, but did you know that ancient Romans had some pretty messed up punishments for crimes? Probably doesn't come as a shock to you history puffs out there, but there are some pretty messed up things people used as methods of punishment back in those ancient days. One method called peona quereli, I think that's how it's pronounced, otherwise known as penalty of the sack, was the act of tying up the condemned in a sack along with a viper, a rooster, a dog, and a monkey. This method was usually saved for people who committed the act of parricide or killing one's parents. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. But, you know, it's something I didn't know before, and I hope it's something you learned today as well. Thank you all again for joining me today, but before I go, I'd like to ask you a little question. What's your favorite upcoming title for the Xbox console? Please go to my Mad Gab Facebook page and answer the question and leave your answers there for me. Or you can email me your answers at madgabpodcast.gmail.com. Thanks again so much for joining me, everybody, and stay tuned next week for some more nerdy nonsense. Stay weird, everyone. If you like the show and want updates on future episodes slash content, please check out the Mad Gab Facebook page link in the description and give us a like or a follow. Thanks again for tuning in.